0: Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up, making things happen. I love talking to different creative people about how they do their thing. This week, my guest is Brandon Shipkowski. He is an actor and a photographer, and he started a really cool photo project called Weather Talk. It's about GLBT people talking about their fathers, and he's also going to turn that same theme into a short film. So... It's really cool, and uh, he also danced on a bar um, at Blazing Saddles, and I kind of go off on that tangent, because I love Coyote Ugly. Anything that has like a bit of that coyote DNA in it, I want to know all about. All right, before we get into that, though, I want to encourage you to check out DennisAnyone.net. You can email me through that website. You can also see photos that go with some of the podcasts that I do. You can also donate to my virtual tip jar. It helps me pay for the expenses that come along with doing this podcast and um i appreciate it very much it would be also cool if you wanted to follow me on twitter at hensley dennis instagram dennis c hensley uh we love reviews on itunes that helps as well and the dennis anyone facebook page where i uh, post um occasional updates and things like that having to do with the podcast all right without any further ado here is brandon shipkowski all right, I'm here on the patio of T-Pop, my favorite tea place in North Hollywood, with today's guest, Brandon Shipkowski. Did I say that right?
1: Yes, Shipkowski. Shipkowski. And I would like to say that Teapop is also my favorite place.
0: It's, isn't that funny? Because <laughs> when I suggested it, I was like, there's this little place, and you're like, oh, I know it, I'm there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I go every day. I might have Arlene, the founder of this
0: place, do my podcast. We talked about it, but I haven't made it happen yet. Oh, have I, you met her?
1: Yeah, Arlene is
0: great. She's the best. Yeah. And it she's is. created a really fabulous... Hang out. Yeah. So
1: how old is this place? Is like two years?
0: Yeah, around. Okay. Because I remember Coming here about that. Yeah, but I do love it. It's in, it's like a great like place to yeah. hang out and do work. They have movies here on the patio in the summer.
1: The first time that I ever came here... Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, the first time I ever came here was with my friends. Right. And I'd always walked by this place. I was like, oh, it looks cool. So we, right. we came in and we got drinks. And they were doing a concert out here. That's right. That's the kind of thing that happens at T-Pop. It's well, all happening. Little did I know it was a private concert, but we... Did you crash a concert? The that we are. Yeah, we just walked in and we sat down. I was like, this is so cool. They do, like, public concerts. Right. They do all this stuff. And then I talked to her later. She was like, oh, yeah, that was a private event. You were not supposed to be You were be not there. supposed to be here. But they let, it, they let but, you get away with it. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, we sat in the back and cheered. I mean, right. I don't know. <laughs> now, Brandon is an actor. Listen to the airplanes. It's so alive. I know. It's <laughs> all good. It's every, every time. You're an actor and a photographer. Yeah. And a few other things. You're, you're planning to make a film. Yeah. But uh, you've created this photo series called Weather Talk. I'm talking really loud. I think I don't think the plane will be too bad of a problem. Sure. It's called Weather Talk, and it's inspired by your relationship with your father. Yeah. And it started as a photo series, and you're also going to make a short film. So tell us about the inspiration for it and, and what the photo series is is documenting.
1: So originally... Originally, the the um, idea was to make a film. So I took this road trip with my dad that basically felt like a film. It felt like it wrote itself. So me and my acting coach and, and a few other people kind of got together and wrote the script. I realized after writing it that... It, I, I think I believe in the story. I think it's good. I think that, you know, it's, it's me kind of coming out to to my dad. Right. Um, and I'll get into that in a second, but we felt like the photo series touched on, okay, now it's not just my story, but let's all share our stories with each other. Everybody under LGBTQI, all of us kind of sharing our own stories with our relationships with our dads, which I think is a relationship that can be sometimes kind of stigmatic or tense. Um, and I know a lot of my friends have had similar experiences. And, I mean, they run the spectrum. They go all all over the board. But as I'm finding out, um, some are, are great. Some are maybe not so great. But it's all of us sharing our stories with each other because, to me, so my secret goal for this is to reach the kid that I was in high school. Because when I was in high school, I would go on the Internet and going like Tumblr, and you go down these Tumblr holes that are just like (laughs) go to some dark places right um and there wasn't i didn't have any access to anybody that was gay or anybody that i could talk to when i was in that place in high school it was just like my 15 mile radius and i thought okay I, i know that i'm gay but I'm just gonna be straight forever. It's gonna be easy and I'm not gonna have to disappoint my family. You made a plan that I'm just gonna fake it. Right, 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 right. I'll just fake right. it forever and everything will be fine and cool. And that's that's just where did the you grow up? Be. Where were you at? I grew up in Palos Verdes. Okay. Yeah. Which is south of it's LA. South is near okay. Redondo Beach if you remember. Okay. It's kinda between uh, Long Beach and San Pedro and Redondo Beach. Okay. Um so I just knew that I was gonna be straight forever. But then you grew up and you obviously you you, you know, that's so silly, I can't do that, but when I was in that frame of mind, I turned to the internet, and I turned to the internet for kind of research, research and community. But found kind of those things on Tumblr that just nothing that really supported me. So I feel like the Weather Talk photo series can be all of us sharing our own experiences with each other, and hopefully, a, a kid in my position in. in that place can feel supported by or connected to some sort of community, if even only over the internet. So I was I went through them on it's it's on Facebook, it's on
0: Instagram, yeah. this photo series. Yeah. It's basically portraits of people, and then there's a quote or a story, a few paragraphs right. of right. them talking about their father. And I got teary in almost every one of them. I think there's something very powerful mm-hmm. about people and their fathers. Yeah. And uh has it surprised you what people share? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, there are people whose fathers were in prison. There are right. people right. who got into literally physical altercations with their with their fathers. Right. Other people who are who have really supportive systems. It's right. very um, emotionally. It's like close to the surface once you sort of s- scratch that thing. Right? right.
1: Right, and it was really important to me that it was. That I just put these sort of honest, uh, honest stories from these people without, like as little coloring from me as possible. Kind of, you know, not through my lens, but really what their personal relationship is with their father, and then I just kind of post it without any like very little editing or... or Right, it's just them talking. Right. Um, Do you take the photographs? Yes. Awesome. They're lovely photographs. Thank you so much. What kind of camera do you use? Um, I have a Nikon. (laughs) Right on. So it's a really basic Nikon. Right. uh, With a 35 millimeter lens. There you go. Yeah. What I was struck
0: by over and over as I read this is how many times people talked about how they couldn't talk about feelings... With their p- fathers like the, the, the how emotionally yeah. cut off like over and over again we never talked about things like this and that was true of my family
1: yeah like yeah th-
0: there's this whole generation and maybe it'll change in future generations where you just can't talk about your emotional life
1: sure sure and it was it was exa- that's why it's called weather talk is because my dad sort of <laughs> it, he'll kill me when he hears this but sort of uh, famously can only talk about the weather. So that was. Does he reasoning. does he do
0: it well though? Does he go on for a few minutes about you know
1: the no. wind chill
0: factor and the precipitation?
1: And, <laughs> Could you yeah. imagine? You know, has he turned it into a bit of an art form? The whole yeah, the whole week and what our schedule yeah. is and the humidity levels. Right. <laughs> no, he
0: just kind of keeps it pretty. No, he keeps
1: it simple. He keeps it straight. Uh, it's a pretty nice day today, and then uh, and then that's 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 about it.
0: <laughs> now,
1: does you talk about? Um,
0: The theme for the short film is going to be this road trip you took with your father. Tell us about that.
1: So the road trip actually happened. Um, The script is very little uh, uh, fiction. It's, It's pretty much all nonfiction. So what happened was I was traveling, and my dad had a heart attack. And my parents, while I was traveling, they separated. And my dad had a heart attack in Fargo, North Dakota. So he had to drive back from fargo north dakota to los angeles because my mom is a doctor here and she said there's no way you're getting treated in fargo was he living there he was living in fargo yeah right and my my uh grandfather also had heart problems and was sort of misdiagnosed and there was a lot of problems with the health care um which sort of compounded the fact that no you're coming back to los angeles for treatment so Uh, he couldn't fly. He literally had one of those vests that would shock you if your heart stopped. Oh, my God. So, he couldn't fly. He had to drive. So, I drove with them, and it was, it was, an experience I was dreading, because I was like, oh, great. It was all this time in this car. Yeah, how many days of weather talk would that be? That would be a lot. It was four? Three? three, Yeah.
0: Is your father relatively young? At this, no, ti- at this no. time,
1: um, <laughs> sorry, Dad. Um, no, he's he was. This was three years ago. He was. Um, oh my God, sixty. In his sixties. No, yeah. sixty-four, maybe. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Um, oh, okay, guys, to killed me. Um, so I was dreading it, but when I got in the car with him, the first thing I noticed was he bought CDs for the ride, and I literally, I almost knew, I feel like next to nothing about my dad. I was like, we'll just go. But I, I wasn't thinking about, in ter- terms of taking this road trip, in terms of a, having a relationship with my dad, I was like, just do it, get it over with so we can get back here, get treatment. But when I got in the car, he'd bought all these CDs. It was Bob Marley, it was Bob Dylan, um, Frank Sinatra, it was all of these, uh, Neil Diamond, it was all of these really cool artists that I listened to growing up. And He'd never played music in the house. He just, like, as far as you know, room. he had no taste in music. Right, like, right. Like, he just he loved the Lakers. That was yeah. all I knew about him. <laughs> so, uh, it was. I was kind of taken aback when I saw all of these, these artists that I listened to. And it was the fr- I remember it was the first time that he'd opened up to me as a person. Like yeah, and him. you might have something in common right. with him. Right, right, right. He was suddenly a, like a person with with maybe with a taste? history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So. Um, over the course of the the road trip we kind of opened up to each other about a lot of stuff and I learned that, and this is going to sound crazy, this was actually in the script and we took it out because it seemed stranger than fiction, people were like, there's no way I didn't know that my dad was in the army he was stationed in Germany for two years and we, we were talking about traveling because I had been traveling, I was in India living at the time and we were talking about you know, traveling traveled overseas. And he was like, Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. like my time in Germany. And I was like, When'd you go to Germany? He's like, Oh yeah, I was stationed there for two years. And I was like, You were in the army? <laughs> you didn't know he was in the army. No, no I you were was an no adult pictures. person. Right. Because right. usually they have cute pictures of them from yeah. like with the dog tags and no stuff. Pictures, nothing. There's a picture of my brother in the army. Right. Um, but nothing nothing that uh nothing that would have shown me that my dad was in the army and he never talked about it.
0: Did you ask him why he never talked about it, or did you... What, how did he I react when did. it became clear that you never knew that? Did he just see just of, kind of was his, like, oh,
1: yeah, that was yeah. it. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah, but we became, oddly enough, we became really close over the course of this, this road trip, which culminated in... How many days was it? I want to say it was four. Okay. Maybe it was three. Less than a week. Less for than sure, late. yeah, Less yeah, yeah. yeah. For Three sure. or
0: four days. Um, did you plan to come out to him on that no. trip,
1: or did you think? Oh God, did it... So everyone in my family knew, except for him, right? Because nobody knew how he would take it, right? And I started to feel like I didn't want him to feel left out, seeing as how everybody in the family had known for a year, two years, right? It was going on and on, and I felt like, you know what, maybe someone else should tell him. I don't, I don't really want to deal with this i don't think that he wants to deal with this right so we became close over over the end of the road trip now the the most important thing was while i was traveling because i was in southeast asia for like nine months to a year i was writing in books that i was buying and it was paul Newick, It was on the road jack kerouac it was uh into the wild um all those sort of wandering yeah, guys. Minutes, the, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Kind of doing my soul searching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I was writing in these books as I was reading them. I was just writing all those... Just over. writing thoughts in the margins. Right, right, right. And I was sending them back home because I they were too heavy to carry, but I didn't want to lose them. Right. So I was sending them back home, and in Into the Wild specifically, I wrote all about my past relationships, the first time I had sex, all of my theory that Chris McCandless... Who's uh, the the main person in that in that novel? Um, or it's about him. Is this it's Into like the Wild? Into the Wild. That's yeah. That's
0: the one that Sean Penn directed as a film. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right, it's right. The
1: film adaptation. Um, I think of Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. Yeah. yeah,
0: I like that movie. Yeah, Kristen yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Stewart. I love the. Um, oh, who's the lead singer of Pearl Jam? What? Uh, Eddie Vedder. Yes, Eddie Vedder. The music from yeah. Eddie Vedder. I was just like, um, so I was writing all this stuff in the book, and I was I I. I was sending them home. That one specifically was the one where I'd written the most about my past experiences. Right. My mom told me she goes, "Don't tell your dad. I'm telling you this, but he's reading your books. It's kind of a way to get to know you." So I was like, "Well, shit." Right. <laughs> this is not out of the good. bag. It's <laughs> not good. Right. Um, so we never talked about it. But it Fast- was almost like a diary in a way. What yeah. he was reading. Yes. Oh, it was, it was completely a diary. Yeah. Um, so fast forward to this road trip. I sort of at the end alluded to the fact that he'd been reading these books. I was like, right. so, you know, mom told me you read Into the Wild. And he goes, oh, yeah, I yeah, know I read that one. I was like, oh, like, cool. There was just silence. And then very uncharacteristic of my dad, he turns to me and says, you know, I love you no matter what. And wow. that was all we've ever talked about it. It's all we've ever addressed so far. Um, but it was kind of all I needed. It was you know, everything that... And I didn't know I needed it. And everything that was you think unset, I know just, that
0: whole thing. You think that you're sort of... That you've set yourself up to not need it.
1: Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't look like you're going to get it. Right. And you're, you just go, I'm, I'm not It's fine. I'm, okay I'm it. fine. It's fine. And
0: then something happens and that scab comes off a little bit and you realize how vulnerable and... Right. That's probably why almost every story that I read on your... Um, photo series yeah. moved me, and I, you know. And they've been so teary.
1: great. Everybody's been so great in sharing really, really intimate um, stuff with me and letting me post it.
0: When you, um, when he said that to you, did you say anything in return?
1: Mm-mm. Nope. That was it? I just, I, I didn't know what to say. Um, and it was, but I was happy. And yeah. I just kind of let that moment happen. I just let it wash over me, and we kind of just, I think just trailed off talking about something else
0: wow does he know you're doing a project inspired by it
1: yes and how
0: does he feel about that so at
1: first I was was kind of nervous to tell him about it but he's been completely and utterly supportive I mean he's he's been great yeah yeah that's and he, was, wild. He, made, he made a joke too. He's like, "You know, you better make a lot of money off of this because I," was like, "I don't want to share all of this stuff for nothing." Yeah. Well, that <laughs> so well, a hey, I'm not. Gonna you know, make hey, off he of know? A does he this. know how it works? Does he know how this stuff works? <laughs> it's like, a hey, I'm not going to make anybody off. of Right. But, exactly. Um, but it's good. It's now, good how many siblings do you have? I have four, uh, three. I'm Did you? Four. How many? Do you have brothers? I have two brothers and one sister. Are they straight? Uh, yes, every, all of them are straight.
0: Do you feel like they had a different? connection with yes. your father than you did my, brother my brothers i had three did. brothers and they like hunting and fishing and all that stuff right and i didn't like any of it right I, could, I didn't give a shit about it so i don't think my father
1: knew how to relate to me that is to a t what happened um, only with sports right my brother very good at soccer i mean like almost went pro um and my dad loved going to games and being there for him and they would play basketball I tried so hard to care about sports, and I tried so hard to care about soccer, and I, when I was little, I joined AYSO, and I was, I was uh, trying to be into it, but I would just sit there and, like, you know, pick grass, and somebody would come down the field, and I would try to shuffle right. onto my feet, and they, Would you, know, you be just daydreaming about something oh, else? Oh, yeah. I was so bored. I just, just couldn't make myself, into it. yeah, I couldn't make myself what care. What were you into? Um, I was into painting, I was into art for a long time. Right. Um... I just wanted to hang out with my friends and play video games. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do. I was into skating, but my dad really didn't care about skating. Right. Like skateboarding? or (laughs) Skateboarding, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's kind of cool, though, and macho. Oh, thank you. Yeah, right. (laughs) It wasn't like, oh, I just want to dance.
1: Yeah, I thought to be in my friends would try to get... Because you can get sponsored if you're good enough. To be a skateboarder? To be a skateboarder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We mistakenly thought that we might be good enough, and we were like... Doing little like ollies off of curbs and be filming it on my family camcorder and sending it to like DC, yeah. uh, DC Shoes and all of these like <laughs> Element. They're gonna all get in a bidding war. Never What's I an know. ollie, by the way? An ollie is when you jump on a on a uh, skateboard. It's like it's like when you're you're going and you pop the back of the board. You slide your first foot. Forward, Yeah. And then you, you land it. But it's, it's, it's like a really basic, just like, it's like a hop on a skateboard, but you can ollie up onto stuff. And If there was a skateboard here right now, could you kick some ass on it? Um, I would probably break my back. Yeah? It's been a while? I'm sure. (laughs) It's been a while. I think I did. And I tried in these boots too. Oh yeah. Um, one of my friends, I think like it was two years ago, was dicking around on a, on a skateboard and I was like, oh, I've got this. Right. I I think I almost broke my, my chop. Wow I I, I, Obviously This part of my shoe Just caught the The edge of the board
0: Yeah and I just, You I went just, down I went down
1: Now were your your brothers Older than you Or younger than you
0: uh, Both of my brothers are older than me Right So as my sister I'm the youngest I'm the youngest, I the youngest too Okay I, See here's what happened there was five kids right in a row, okay. and then eight years passed, and then I showed up. Oh, no way. Yeah. No way. And there were three older brothers and two older sisters.
1: Okay. But you were the last as well. I was the, I'm was. i the last by seven years, or six yeah. or seven years. And my mom <laughs> says that I was a mistake, but the happiest mistake she ever made.
0: That's nice. Yeah. I had... Um, I had a bit of an evolution around these issues and what you're talking about just now yeah. in the last couple of years. I, um... I was part of a group... It was I guess it was like a support group kind of thing. Sure. And one of the assignments is to write a letter to your father. You know, my father passed away in, uh... 93.
1: Okay.
0: Um... Okay. And I hadn't come out to him before I passed out. I hadn't... Or before I passed out. Before he passed away. Um... And the letter that I wrote was very, um, empathetic, like a kind of, I know you probably didn't understand what to do with this boy that was different. And, um, you know, I, I, I kind of cut him a fair bit of slack in this letter. Sure. And in the time since then, I have tapped into a little more anger and disappointment that I felt that I did not have an emotional ally in him. Like, in other, sure. you know what I mean? Sure, sure. Um, f- so, so it's sort of um, evolved. And now I'm a little... I, I kind of wonder, like, you know, I, when I hear people say that, oh, their father they could tell anything to their father or their father told me that I could be anything that I wanted to be or any of that. I wonder what that would be like, uh, to have, um, that kind of a cheerleader. Sure. Um, I don't know. That's maybe why all these, these photo series were so moving and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's so interesting too, because it, like I said before, it, Every story is so different. And when I first started the photo series, I thought, I kind of mistakenly and naively thought that they would all kind of be the same, but they're not at all. Um, they're not
0: at all. At all. One yeah. of the recurring themes, though, is so many people that, that the fathers are not equipped to talk about feelings or emotions. Mm-hmm. There's so many cut off men. Right. Uh, right. And I think that's part of our culture, and I think it might Absolutely. be changing a bit. Absolutely. You know? Um,
1: and I, I, definitely, I, I definitely think it is, and I, and I, I also hope that it is. Um, what's also interesting is the sort of the... Because you mentioned being sort of empathetic about the fact that our fathers, in large part, aren't equipped to, to right. handle this because maybe they don't know anybody or they haven't had to think about it or deal with any of these sort of issues before right? Um, and it is very cultural um, but what's interesting too and one of, I forget who I was talking to who brought it up, I think it was Robin um, that was talking to was the fact that when I was in high school it, it was this weird juxtaposition of I so badly wanted that emotional connection and acceptance um of of me being gay but i also if if my dad best case scenario had said hey are are you gay i support you i would have been so offended for myself and i would have i would have completely denied it i would have been like no absolutely not how dare you say that i'm that i'm gay what you think i'm gay your armor, your armor, your armor was so. Up, right. It was my walls were so, so thick. up. You had made a
0: deal. I'm not. I'm yeah. not going to let this. When did yeah. you decide? Okay, I I can
1: accept this about myself. I think it was. I told, and it was so random. I was in the like English Honor Society as the treasurer. They just like needed somebody, and I was like, right. "I'll do it. That'll look good on my college apps." Right. Uh, of course. So so I jumped in and. Um, I I had it several really close friends at that time, and then I just like went to a meeting with these people I barely knew. We went to to lunch, I think, with like the president, the vice president, and I I have no idea what came over me, but I just told them. And, and these are relatively
0: I, new friends, right? Was this I'm I, sorry, was I, this high school or college? This is in High school, yeah.
1: I barely knew them, right? And I just came out to them, and then I afterwards was freaking out. Why did I? What do have that? I done? What what? What possessed me to do that? Is it going to get out now? And then I slowly told the next person, and then I told the next person, and then the first person in my family that I told was my brother, Chris, because he he and I were not getting along at the time. Like, we didn't talk about this because we had, like, <laughs> things got so bad between us. Right. Um, for whatever reason. That he, is, he dated this girl, she broke his heart, and he finally came into my room one night to tell me um, that he was sorry for um, all the stuff that had gone down between us. And I just felt like that, you know, if we're going to have a real relationship, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to come out to him. So, so you did. would have been like 16, 17? I was uh, 18 at the time, maybe? 18. When I came out to my brother. Yeah, but it was, it was about but a he's year. He's much up. older, right? He's much older. He's now 30... Oh my god, my family's gonna kill me. That's fine. 31. People I have think. ages. It's all good. Everyone has He's an 31 age. 31 or 32. Yeah. Let's go 31.
0: And so, um, how did
1: he react? He was so supportive. Yeah. He was so supportive. Um, it was. It took some people by surprise, like my brother, and then other people were like, we know. How did your mom react? My mom had. My mom cried, but I think she cried because I was crying. My mom was the hardest person to tell because I have the closest relationship with my mom. Um, and when I told her, she she had a really strong reaction. It wasn't necessarily bad, but it was, a, it was definitely a strong reaction. And she also saw her uncle, who was gay, die of AIDS. Oh wow! So it—I didn't know that at the time, so I didn't know that that's yeah. maybe part of, R- of emotions. You scar didn't know that, that happened, right? I didn't know that it happened. Um, she. You guys should have it. a big meeting and like, is anyone else in the army? <laughs> I know. Is can anyone we, else? Let's just get it all out now. So just do we the all big stuff. proper information. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's so interesting. Every few years, these big information bombs. Exactly. Um, but she, she's she was very uh, she was very supportive. Did you
0: ever know that uncle?
1: No. No, no, I don't know. I, I think it was her uncle. So I guess it would have been your great uncle. My great uncle, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. she
0: was, she was cool. She was. She was. What did yeah, she, she say really to you about family. your father? Like, are you going to tell your father? Don't tell your father. She left
1: it up to me. And they were um,
0: still together at the time. They were still they, together at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, She left it up to me whether or not to tell him. But my, yeah. my dad's family is from Fargo, North Dakota, and they're very right. Christian. It's not that they're not, like, accepting or anything like that. But, but. They definitely have a very strong belief system, so I just didn't know how my dad would react coming from a strong—I um, uh, think they're Catholic—strong um, Catholic background.
0: How do they feel about the show Fargo and the characterizations of <laughs> Fargo? And
1: uh, I don't think your dad have it, a trace of you, an, audi- I mean, an accent. My dad doesn't know, but my right. grandparents did. Right. Um, and th- there's there's some people out there. Yeah. Minnesota. Yeah, they have a. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. A little bit of that. A little bit of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Where did you go to college? Loyola, I read. Loyola Marymount, yeah. Yeah, where did you study? I studied Asian and Pacific studies. So, sort of political, um, social climate of East Asia. And I read that you went to Tokyo for a while. Yeah, I went there for a year. A year and studied when you were in school? Yeah. That was like
0: Shoshana on girls. Have you watched yes, that show? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Shosh yeah.
1: went to Tokyo. Oh my God! That that characterization is. It was not
0: until she went to Tokyo that I started really liking that character. Really? Yeah. I mean, you know, I yeah, do like that show, though.
1: Yeah. 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 It's a good show. I. I it was interesting because it's very stereotypical in some respects, and then other respects, it was kind of head on with, with right. the relationship she had with the Japanese guy. Yeah. Is very. There's a weird uh, tension there. That's so relatable Culturally Culturally Even though you make friends or whatever There's always something There's a glass ceiling or something There's only so far you can assimilate Maybe I should be speaking for all of you That (laughs) was your experience But right There's there's only so far you can really assimilate Yeah um, As a foreigner in Japan, which is interesting. What was it like? Do you speak Japanese? Um, I, well, conversational now, but I right. used to be a lot better. I actually, I'm trying to pass the Japanese language proficiency test. So so there you go. So you're on. studying. What yeah. was it like to live there? It was, it was great. I mean, it was great. I wish that I, because I was in college, I kind of uh, let myself get comfortable with the other foreigners in the, the dorm that I was staying in. Right. So I you kind of had your own out a little more. Yeah. yeah yeah but that's still that's fun too. Yeah. It's like away from home. It was great. It was great. And I, that was actually the beginning of me kind of exploring uh, really exploring being gay because I think I was 20 at the time. And 20 is the legal drinking age in Japan. So we would go out to clubs and we would go out, go out to Nichome which is the gay district um, right, in Shinjuku in Tokyo. Um, and it was so much fun. And it was sort of because I didn't yeah, my family wasn't there I didn't have to worry about anybody that I was yeah you could totally mind. do whatever you wanted yeah. I, could, I was just free to explore that did you, did you
0: date a lot did you yes oh yeah, yeah. mostly um, Japanese guys or American guys
1: that happen to be there pretty much exclusively Japanese guys I think dating is probably <laughs> a very description <laughs> what's it what like culturally over there for gay people is it um, the
0: society pretty accepting
1: no Um well I don't know that I should say no, but it's it's definitely not something that you're allowed to be. Um, but you, I don't think you'd face persecution or anything like that. It's not. No, it's not like it's. I don't. I don't really know, but I. But from what I've gathered it's definitely not it's not like the Netherlands degree, or, right you know what right, I mean right, right. right. and it's yeah. not it's not definitely not like LA or anything like that yeah. even though Tokyo is a huge metropolis and very progressive in a lot of ways but also very traditional in some what did you miss the most about home when you were there god is it so cliche to say in and out no it's not cliche to say in and out burger or it's, Chipotle yeah either one
0: they already had Chipotle when you were in Japan you're
1: so young no, no 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 I, I mean I missed Chipotle yeah yeah
0: but it would have... No, but I'm saying it was already here. Oh, yeah. She probably yeah, doesn't yeah. feel like it's been around that long, but okay. it has been. I
1: feel like it's been... It's only been around since I was in high school.
0: <laughs> I know, man. That's... You're a young one. Um, have you... you you're
1: going to make this film. Um, have you thought about who would play your father? Yeah. I mean, I have the image in my head, but I don't have the actor yet. Right. And I'm, I'm talking to a few people who have actors in mind to play my father. Um, I just don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't know who it would be yet, but I definitely. You haven't have gotten to that point
0: yet. Yeah. Oh, what's interesting? Does too, your father is, have casting approval? <laughs> it's like you know what. I don't imagine? like that guy's hair. is weird. I'm gonna say nope.
1: no. <laughs> no, <Nope>, vetoed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I definitely have an image of who he—not really physically, but the energy. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because the, all he'll have to do is nothing we will just have to do nothing. Exactly. As long as he gives me nothing, <laughs> then, then we're in the emotional range is from like A to B. <laughs> right. Right. Wow. It's about one to two. But wanna, no. But the,
0: you got it. There's got to be some depth under yeah. way, yeah. just yeah. under the surface. Just
1: bear Yeah. 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 And he's definitely got to be very likable. My dad's very likable.
0: What's um, your main pursuit now? Is it photography? Is it writing? Is it um, acting?
1: Now it's acting. Yeah. Now it's acting. It was when I was living in. India, I was so sure that I was going to be a photographer and I wanted to be a photojournalist and I wanted to work for the photo society and freelance for national geographic. That was my, my plan. But I ended up as silly as it sounds doing this, um, the meditation, which is like 10 days, 12 hours a day of silent meditation. I oh, I love that anybody. stuff. Yeah. It was, um, it was good. I didn't know what to expect going into it, but were you a med-
0: meditator before you tried no, it? Oh
1: God, no. I don't know. What made you do it? It was free shelter and free food. Right. Isn't that awful? No, it's great. <laughs> so, because
0: cause after college, you traveled for a
1: while, right? Yeah. I I, I made $2,000 last. Uh, I usually say a year, but I think it was about nine months that I traveled. Yeah. Um, but I made $2,000 last that entire time. Yeah. Couch surfing, working at hotels, um, just doing whatever I could. But then also trying to volunteer. Um, and do that too. And what countries were you in? I was in uh, Cambodia for a few months, Thailand for a few months, and India for six or seven. Yeah. So you you went to this meditation retreat. So I went to the meditation. Just because you're like, oh, that that was like, that oh my God, looks like they have
0: good catering.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> could you imagine? The I continental totally... breakfast was uh-huh. to die for. Yeah. What did you learn? So I learned that I needed to pursue acting, and I my three like above all else loves in this life are traveling, photography and acting. But I love acting the most and it's what I'm best at. So I it would be the thing I regret not pursuing if right. I did. So how do your parents feel about you pursuing that? Um I think they're okay now. Now that they've kind of seen the pitch and seen me get a, a little bit of work um and you know become part of the union and stuff like that when when those things are happening, they're like, "Okay, maybe you're on the road. And we don't have to freak out just yet, but I, you know, it's, um, they know it's competitive. They know that it's, that it's going to take years and years and years. But, did
0: you learn to become
1: a, did you become a meditator during that retreat? Do you still do it in your life or? I still do it. Not, not to the extent of, right you know, that's you know, whole that, thing. but yeah. I do it. I try to do about 10 minutes a day if I can. And, um, if I can of course I can't. Yeah, no, well, but, you know,
0: it's sometimes you don't get it, <laughs> it gets away from you. Exactly. I, am yeah. the same way. I, I started getting
1: interested in it a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's cool. And it's great. It's, it's one of those things too, where you think you can get by not doing, but if you do it, it just, you feel so centered and so good and calm and uh, you see, you it totally feel the benefits. Your, yeah, it totally changes your energy, your energy. What
0: was it like to do that retreat and not speak for so long? And, and when it's not
1: your thing, it was, you're not a meditator. You're, you're, it's not like you trained for it. It was really tough the second or third day. Right. Mentally, it kind of pushed through the first day. Right. And the second day was like, okay, well, it's like nine more days of this. And then the third day, I was like. I can't because they don't, you can't have, uh, books with you. You can't have your phone. You can't have any, no reading material. It has to be just you and feeling the vibrations in your body and taking it all in. Where was this at? Was it in the, um, sort it was of in, N- in nature? It was in, it was in, yeah, it was, it, it was just maybe 20 minutes outside of Mumbai. Okay. It was kind of up this hill and it looked over like, I think like half of the side was nature and the other half was city, but it was right. still removed enough. Um, to feel very quiet and, right. and peaceful. Was there a lot of people there? Uh, I want to say maybe about, maybe about 50, 50
0: right. or 60 people. Did you date much when you were in India or, or meet guys? I dated a little bit. Because I yeah. think Indian men are beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I, I love all people equal, <laughs> but...
1: <laughs> but now that we're on it, um, yeah, I I a little bit, yeah. What's their culture like around... It's very not okay to, yeah. be, to be gay. <laughs> None of these, like, like yeah. any of these places are going to be like, they love it. <laughs> yeah. They're all, it's great. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but what's interesting is in a lot of these places like yeah. India, you have a really rich history, um, of sort of LGBT themes of acknowledging a third gender of, of, um, right. you know, um, of trans people, um, which is kind of incredible too but, but then and then you see sort of modern society very staunchly saying gay is right. not okay right um which is an interesting kind of dichotomy i think how did traveling to these places change you and open up your eyes oh god i don't know um it's funny because when i got back a lot of people asked me that and i was like uh, uh i don't i think what it really did is it gave me all of these sort of micro lives, I guess, if you want to call them. And it really brought into my perspective in terms of us all just being people. And I, I can almost imagine if I grew up in India, what that might look like or growing up in, in Thailand, what that might look like because I couch surfed. I didn't, I didn't really stay in hotels or I could afford to. Right. Um, so it really gave me perspective for what other people... I remember there was one there was one day in particular when I was in India where um, Prime Minister Nahendra Modi was about to be elected, right? and the U.S. was fighting it because, I, I can't remember now, but there was some tension between Obama and Nahendra Modi, because Nahendra Modi was very much an Indian nationalist, and right. wanted what was best for Indian people. And I was coming... I think that if I'd been here, I would have been like, oh no, like, you know, taking kind of an American stance yeah. on it. I've been like, well, you know, this, the international relations are what's most important. It's all about globalism. Yeah. Right. But then living there and, and hearing people talk about Nahendra Modi, who's protecting their best interest was a really interesting perspective to have. It was where I, I said to myself, I grew up here and was in, in, in Indian national. What I think the same thing, what I, what I feel the same way. And I, I would, yes, yeah. I would. Um, so it was just interesting to have these different perspectives. Did you ever feel like you were in danger anywhere? Did you ever have any like close calls while you were traveling on your Not, own? Not. <laughs> well, I did, but but it <laughs> in in Mumbai there was there was a pretty sketchy situation I had to run away from. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, it was. Uh, I won't get into the whole thing, but it was. Uh, it was dicey, to say the least. <laughs> I'll tell you after that. Did you literally run? I literally ran from these yeah. dudes that were twice my size um, who'd cornered me in a restaurant. But other than that... Did you know them? No. No, no, no. No? Um, you literally had to run? I literally had to run. Did you, did it make you feel
0: like uh, kind of independent? In that like You know what? I, I moved around these foreign countries on my
1: own. I got by. Yes. I managed. I can do anything. It, it felt very... I felt that way in Cambodia and Thailand, and then I got to India and I, because I did I wasn't planning to go to India. I read *Chandrak*, which is this like thousand-page novel about this guy's journey through India, and I was like, I gotta go to India. So I bought a seventy-dollar AirAsia flight from Bangkok to Kolkata. Yeah. And got my visa and then I went. And the culture is so different in terms of Indian culture is very active. It's very not in a bad way aggressive, but it's it's very forward. Um, and launching myself into that, uh, sort of culture, I was, just wasn't prepared for it because I wasn't expecting it. Right. Um, and it was very much a culture shock. And my first day there, I, would spent the night in the airport because I, had no, the flight got in at midnight, which I, I wasn't thinking. I, so I spent the night in the airport, the ATM was broken, I didn't have any rupees. I, I, like... Changed ten dollars cash that I luckily had on myself into rupees. I mean, took the bus to the station. Um, and they this sounds like idea. the most ticket harrowing episode of The Amazing Race. It, ever. Was, it was it was awful. And I had at that point it was so hot and I'd gone twenty four hours without food and water and I was so hungry and so thirsty that I went down to the bank of the Ganges River and I sat my backpack down and I just cried with my head in my hands. For like twenty minutes, at the end of twenty minutes, I was like, "Well, no one's gonna save me." Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have Wi-Fi. If this were a movie, somebody would have wandered by. Right, right. Nobody's gonna swoop in and save me. I have to figure this out. So I spent two more hours. I finally figured out where like the foreign office was, where I could buy a train ticket. You
0: should have stayed at the next uh, exotic marigold hotel. (laughs) I know. Did Judy (laughs) Dench come by on a moped and? I wish. God. Deb Patel. Yeah, he's hot. Oh, Deb to Tell, yeah. Yeah. Did you see Lion? Yes. I'm he sure. has a secret yeah. amazing body.
1: Oh, yeah. Who yeah. knew? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I wish Judy would have saved me. Yeah, that, that would have been, been nice. Great. That
0: would have been good. <laughs> so when you came back here, did you move right to L.A. and start pursuing your thing?
1: Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I came back with a pretty clear plan after that meditative experience. That's good. I, uh, yeah, and I started working in bars. I, I was like, I'm going to have my bar job at night. I'm going to support myself with that. And then I, uh, I'm going to act act during the day, whatever that looks like. We're doing it right now. (laughs)
0: What what kind of bars did you work at? Gay ones or straight ones?
1: Well, I started at the Wellsbourne, which is a a bar um, on Pico. um, Okay. Over by, I guess, the. it's like by UCLA, kind of just south of UCLA. Right on. It's this beautiful, like, speakeasy, kind of medieval-looking bar. Um, And then I went... To Flaming Saddles, I opened Flaming Saddles. Is that the um the coyote, u- the gay coyote yeah, ugly? Yeah, it's very different now from the original. Is it still open? It's still open. Yeah. Did you dance on the bar? I did. You dance yeah. on the bar? I danced on the did bar. Did you clog? We had, do, we had to do dances every forty-five minutes, uh, and we had to freestyle in between. And I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just fucking loved it. I, I danced like, on a did. fucking bar. Did yeah. you
0: clog? Was um, like, we did,
1: we clogged, yeah.
0: Did you have a choreographer that yeah. would come in um, and
1: teach you? Jackie, um, who opened Coyote Ugly, also is the one who opened Fleming Saddles, and she would teach us all the dances. I love Coyote Ugly, the movie. Oh, it's yeah, it's so good. It's um, so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, we did uh, Welcome to the Jungle, we did yeah. Pour Some Sugar on Me, and <sighs> I was like, it was something that I didn't know I needed. I would need that. But That's I'm,
0: amazing. Yeah. Did you ever, like, get, like, pour water on yourself? And I, no, I
1: wanted to so bad. But there were certain With the nozzle things and the, the, that we couldn't do. Yeah. There yeah. were certain things you couldn't do? Like like getting the bar wet. And yeah. Because she didn't want us to, like, fall off and, like, break our, our necks.
0: Um, How many were you on an average shift? How many guys dancing on the bar at once? It would be,
1: let's say, four or five on the bar top, two on the... Table. Sometimes three on the table, and then one on the like other separate table. It's by being so. Where was the best place to be? The best. I think the best place to be is right in the center of the room because you have two dancers to your right, you got one to your left, and you got the whole bar in front of you. Damn right. (laughs) Yeah. And what would you guys wear? We wore, she was very adamant about, which we kind of appreciated at the time, um, she was very adamant about it not being shirtless. Right. Um, so we had these tank tops and these tight jeans and our cowboy boots, and then we wear like a backwards hat or a cowboy hat. You could kind of, you could kind of add some... Yeah, we could add flair. Flair. What was your flair? <laughs> Mine was just my backwards hat. That's what... Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what were the big numbers? Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. Pour some sugar on me. Um... Thank God, I'm a country boy. I think that's what yeah, it's John Denver. Um, yes, and then uh, uh, the Fabulous Thunderbirds. What was that song? Um, I
0: do oh, know.
1: It's by the Fabulous Thunderbirds. Oh, I can't remember, but it was it was good. We did these like swing turns. Now too. you're you've. Danced before, right? No, oh, no. So the you only person there who had no dance experience at all. How would you get the gig? Did you just? <laughs> I have no idea. Right. <laughs> that, that is, I have no idea. That's so cool that you yeah. were like,
0: you're not, you're not there anymore.
1: No, no, no. no. i was Does that there place for... still exist? Do it they does. Still have dancing. Totally doing good. I think she wants to bring back dancing, but right now they have go-go dancers, which are like now like the, you know, shirtless. Of course. Yeah, like, yeah, right. yeah. It's a different um, thing. Um, right. It's a different thing. Um, which pulls in a bigger crowd. Yeah. Um, but then... Uh, they just don't have the artistry. I mean, whatever. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Fine. I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see them do Did Welcome you pick to the up Jungle, the co- but... Thank you. Did you
0: pick up the choreography
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty quick? I loved it. Oh, I loved it. How fun. I actually... The, the um, dance captain, Tyrone, stayed with me for about a month, and I made him teach me private stuff stuff. yeah I was so into it but I was in a motorcycle accident towards the end and my hip was bothering so much, I couldn't dance anymore.
0: Oh, that's so a heartbreaker. I, yeah. Just sitting
1: um, there, they're all up on the bar and you're not. And I, there, there was like two times where I just had to stop dancing halfway through the shift. Oh, and it was, fuck. It was such a bummer. And I, I didn't want to admit it at the time because I don't want to say like, well, oh, my hip's hurting. So I like, uh, Yeah. It, but
0: I've seen that move on Dancing with the Stars over and over. People pretend they're not that hurt. Yeah. And they just get more hurt. Yeah. What was the best move? What was your favorite?
1: What was your signature move? we would do oh so tyrone and i because he loved it with me we did a dance to devil went down to georgia and Is we, that's like a duel did it yeah did you guys dance mm-hmm. duel? there's there's an, a photo in the la let me see if i can pull it up in yeah please. The, um la weekly i think of us both like hitch kicking on the bar but we would do this like spin and then we would hitch kick together and we would kind of play out you know the, the, the song. whole dynamic Fire from his fingertips yeah yeah, yeah. it was like a dance battle that song. yeah yeah,
0: yeah, that was also in Coyote Ugly, by the way.
1: Yes, yes, God, it I was. need to
0: look at that again. I want to see that picture. Okay, let me let me see if I can find. Are it. there any YouTube videos of you dancing on the bar? I could do an hour sure podcast are, about right. dancing <laughs> at flaming saddles. Sure, there are. How many numbers would you do in a shift? Because it's kind of like you you still
1: have to serve people. You can't right, just dance. Right, right, and it was. I mean, it, it was like two or three Red Bulls deep each each shift because it was. It's a choreographed dance every 45 minutes. When you hear that music, you drop your glasses and you run up and hop up onto the bar. And then you would freestyle maybe once or twice. Because every song somebody would be freestyling would just kind of take turns. So you'd freestyle maybe once or twice in between those 45 minutes. So maybe... Or five times an hour, and then doing all of your work on That's top of it. That's a pretty
0: that. good ratio of dance to bartending.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, when I was there, I was just bar backing. Yeah. So I was just like picking up glasses. I didn't right have to on. jump behind the bar or anything. There you go. Um, I don't know how they did it. That's so Bartenders cool. almost going to whole Do you ever fall day. off
0: the bar? Do you ever slip or anything? I.
1: Uh, there were a few times my heel caught. Yeah. The the end of the bar and yeah. slipped down, but I don't think I ever I maybe once, but gracefully kind of jumped yeah. down. You the, never really took a header. There was one time. My friend Billy, who's incredible, was dancing and he slipped, his foot slipped off the edge of the bar, and he just like he went straight down oh, onto shit. his butt, but he saved himself by... I don't know how he did this. He slipped and in the air crossed his leg, lands on the bar with a peace sign in the air. Just as opposed. I was like, no way. Those of us that saw it were like, that's you win. You win. That's the best. <laughs> you win. Um, let me see if I can pull up this, this LA Weekly. In Coyote Ugly, there was like,
0: the sweet girl, and then the bad girl, and then the bitch girl. And, right. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. They, everyone had their Characters, yeah. You were the backwards hat guy. I was the backwards hat guy. That's a um, lot of. That's a lot to carry. It was a lot of pressure. Yeah, I think it it's a lot, a lot of pressure. Of pressure. Um, <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> a job where you dance on the bar. That's so, so good.
1: We, I mean, we had we, we all had very strong personalities. Yeah. Um. And sometimes we clashed, but there wasn't really any like stock villain or anything like that. Yeah. Um, we all we all, for the most part, got along. Yeah. Break. I think I
0: would have nicknames if I were in that. If I were like in a troupe of dancers that danced on the bar, or like in Chippendales or whatever, yeah. that, like there'd be like Pony Boy. Oh yeah, and, and there were like, there were definitely had nicknames. nicknames going. Yeah, around. I think yeah. so. I think I think so. You could tell it. That that's a dream that I never got to realize. <laughs> Do you ever? Did you ever have to deal with drunk assholes? Oh yeah.
1: how What's the worst? the uh, At Flaming Saddles or in general? anywhere? You know the 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 worst i would have to say and i'll leave out the name of the bar that it was at um was there was a guy well there's it was it was all in the same night too right there were these guys who were just way too drunk and they one thing i really don't like is when people reach over and start snapping right um because it's crazy yeah we're all doing the best we can exactly but there was a guy who had been cut off, and he was like, two rum and Cokes. So I was like, look, I'm sorry. And he's like, two rum and Cokes. So I was like, look, I'm, I, I, we can't serve you anymore. I'm, I'm so sorry. Do you want water? I can right. get you a Coke. <laughs> right. Um, and then he just, like, went off. He's like, you asshole, blah, blah, blah. You're a douchebag. Fuck you. You're you just a bartender. And then after that, went around to the other side, and my, one of my friends was bartending, And he had wadded up like $31 bills and yelled out two rum and Cokes again and then threw the wad of money and it hits my friend in the face and then falls all over as well. So my friend, being the awesome guy that he is, picks up all the ones, goes, hey man, thank you so much, slaps it in our tip jar, and then none of us. None of us served it the rest of the night. That's right, and that was the end of that. that was the end Why of that. would you
0: throw money as a weapon?
1: I don't know. That he wasn't that. really thinking it through. Like a, I mean, in your immediate yeah. vicinity, there's glasses. Right. There's, I mean, a wad of napkins. Okay, so you're looking for the photo? Yes, this is. I almost yeah. have it. It's gonna be here in one second. Here we go. Let me up the brightness. See it? That's me and Tyrone doing. A uh, devil went down to Georgia
0: look at that
1: look at you guys are in perfect sync so crazy that's really good it was in LA weekly yeah and he taught me he taught me every dance move that that's so good you must have a natural affinity for it I like doing I don't know if I'm good but I, I you, like doing it yeah
0: you must be you, if you weren't good you wouldn't be there that's right well, thank
1: you maybe they just felt bad for me well let, let him dance it's good that's so
0: good yeah. Um, I had another idea. Would you sure. be willing to read a couple of the, um, the photo series Absolutely. things, maybe pick a couple that you think are, are representative or cause, cause you could hear just people's own voices and their own words as they yeah. talk about their father,
1: uh, weather talk. I think that's yeah. the perfect title cause I think everyone can relate to that. It's so, yeah, I, I, I'm actually not even the one who came up with it. I, was, I said it in conversation, and right. then um, my, my acting coach was like, you should call it weather Talk. I was like, oh, that's it. That's the title. That makes sense. Yeah. What
0: have been, what's been the reaction that you've seen so far to the photo series? Have people commented or... Nothing but support.
1: Yeah. Nothing but, but support. Um, there was one girl commented, and I felt bad, one girl commented at the very beginning, because I was just trying to interview everyone that I knew. I was like, I asked all my friends, like, do you guys want to help me do this? I have an idea and I, I want to try to do it. And she was like, so is it all just guys? And I was like, ah, it, it, it's sh- like straight to my heart because I was like, it is just guys right now. And I, just, it, it needs to be LGBT. It, it, it right. Does, it doesn't need to just be like gay guys. Right. Um, so I've been doing my best to just include and reach out beyond you know, people that I know and reach out to everyone that I, that I can to make sure that it really is all of our stories, not just kind of one, one letter. Though,
0: when to- I went through them all, I felt like it was a really nice representation of lots you. of different types
1: of people. Yeah, um, It's a good thing. Yeah, I, I hope so, and that's and that's the goal. Is it would be such a shame to only tell one kind of story. I notice though that you don't list the people's names. Yeah, I, I which I think I think is probably a good choice. I only do it if um, they ask me to, or right. us doing it. I try to keep everybody um, as sort of anonymous, <laughs> with you know, be taking a picture of your face. But that way, if they have family that are, then they're not comfortable. Having them see this for whatever reason, I
0: think it's more effective in a way or something. Like I didn't, yeah, I didn't maybe, kind of think, maybe. oh, I want to know who's that? What's his name? Why don't you know? I don't know. I think it's interesting.
1: Yeah, and it kind of protects them in, in, in terms of if they want to keep, you know. It's funny that I say want to keep themselves private because they're sharing this into detail. Right. and It's a photo of them, um, but there are some people that haven't been comfortable with me photographing their face all photographs. Yeah there were a few, yeah, I saw a few of those. Um and I don't mind doing that at all. Yeah. Um Yeah I don't because I I, I want first and foremost everyone to feel comfortable. Right, exactly. Um right, let me pull up pull up a story here. Um Oh, this is the one that I was talking about earlier. Okay cool. So She goes, I was really close to my dad, but I never actually came out to him. I think he always knew and he just didn't care, but it would have been nice if he cared. It would have been nice if he ever tried to talk to me about it because I was in a lot of pain growing up. It was really lonely not being able to talk to anyone about it. Maybe their ambivalence towards it kind of closed me in a little. Maybe if he tried to reach out, it would have been a little easier. But also, if anyone had tried to reach out to me at that time, I would have put up every single wall in the book. It's hard to remember how intense those feelings were. And every time someone mentioned something suggesting that I was gay, it was a fight to prove that I was straight. Wow. So that's kind of like the way you felt. Yeah. Like you had all those walls up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, thats I related to that so much when she said that cause, because I was like, that is so true of that time. And it's something that I just... It kind of exits your memory, but it's like, oh yeah, I remember, I remember being so guarded that I wonder if I even would have allowed myself to have that connection. Yeah. That's really powerful. Yeah. And interesting.
0: It's so, you know, like there's so many parrots when you read this that, that if you had told them, you know, you should kind of... Um, try to help out with your kid's emotional life And how they're doing mm-hmm. They'd be like what what They have a roof over their head What are you talking about Like in right, other words, it just right, seems right. foreign right. To so many people Right Maybe it's changing Generationally
1: Um Yeah And this one Um This one I can say her name because she Allowed me to That's um, okay This is with Reese.
0: I thought it might have been a choice from you Because it's not I don't know it's kind of like you look at their face you read their
1: story you get a sense I don't know right well that's and that I mean that is that is it um, and I also I, I think originally it was just a, a matter of me trying to make sure that everybody felt comfortable yeah to, to share and I was like I'll only do it if they if they were comfortable with being sure. tagged or or being named in
0: it. Okay, here here goes one.
1: So Aris, um Arise was on that show. Did you ever see Strut on Oxygen about the transgender modeling game? I you did. See? There was yeah. I just remember the guy on it that was so handsome. Late. Yeah. Oh so my god,
0: Lake. She's dating Lake? Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. yeah I yeah, went yeah. down a You're Google gorgeous couple. I went
1: down a Google hole on Lake. What <laughs> Which we all do at some point. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so beautiful. So, so Reese was great. Um, okay. She said, My stepdad was my first real dad. He came into the picture when I was about two months old, and he took care of me and my brother, who is his biological son, at 11 months younger than me. My parents gave me his last name so that schools wouldn't give him any trouble picking me and my brother up from class. So he was just my dad until I was about twelve when I found out he wasn't actually my dad. Finding out that the only dad you've ever known is not actually your dad affects you in a weird way. but when you learn what a dad, but then you learn what a dad really is. a little family secret I found out when I was twenty one was that when my parents got divorced, my dad's lawyer told him he didn't have to pay child support for me. he only had to pay for my brother, but he said no way that's my kid and i pay child support for both of them so he insisted on paying child support for eight years until i was 18 to make sure that i was okay being a dad is different than just donating sperm it's about taking responsibility and raising a decent person that's amazing yeah i thought that was incredible when she told me i was like that's great
0: yeah so Whatever. it kind of runs the gamut, all the different it runs kinds of the gamut. stuff.
1: It runs the gamut. Absolutely. Okay,
0: you pick some questions from the observation oh, deck. Oh God!
1: What's your favorite bad movie? My favorite bad movie. Bo- well, maybe some people won't say it's a bad movie. But yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Smith.
0: It's a great movie. I
1: thank you. Not everyone shares. I thought it was such really amicable, fun. It's so. I've seen that movie. I don't know what it is about it at the time of my life that I watched it or, right. or what what happened, but there, I have such an, an emotional investment in that movie for I have no idea for reason why. Um, I've seen it probably about 18 or 19 times. I remember before it
0: came out just looking at the posters. There was a Brad poster and an yeah. Angie poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Where they're back up against the wall. And I
0: just think. I want to fuck those posters. Oh, yeah. Like, it was yeah, just, yeah. the posters were dripping with it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. I, that's
1: so. I don't know what it... I still don't know what it may is. Maybe. I think maybe we it. all kind of secret. It was want fun, though. Badass, but... Yeah. I just remember him yeah. in his
0: underwear, I think. <laughs> yeah. Like yes. a car chase. I
1: remember the entire movie. I was just going, this is so cool. This is so cool. This is so cool. I
0: love that. <laughs> all right. Uh, tell us about the first time you saw
1: Dirty Magazine. Oh god, the first time I saw Dirty Magazine was at my friend's house, and it was shocking. It was like, I was, too, I was, the thing is, I wasn't even that young. I was, uh, maybe 13? Right. And I, it was one of those things where, like, it was. It was all girls. It was like the you know had the cover and had the gold stars like, over her nipples and like all right. this, like crazy. Not to get too graphic, but please get too graphic. Then we opened the magazine and it was just Lips Akimbo. Yeah, and he was so into it. Yeah, and I obviously wasn't. But I was right. like, oh yeah, this is good. This is great stuff. But in my mind, <laughs> oh my god, this <laughs> so is like this is that's a lot. I remember feeling like. Like I I thought about it for the next like two weeks just on repeat of these like naked women that were so sexualized just so like fully I don't know, I felt like open. Yeah. Literally. Literally
0: like ready 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 and ready to go. Yeah. Did you feel like, oh, this isn't Calling to me I might be gay Or what did you think
1: I think I kind of Figured it out By that point Right That I I think I think I knew Opening that magazine That they wouldn't Call to me Right But still when I did I I remember just being like So taken aback And was your friend straight? Um My friend Yes Yeah 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 And and seeing
0: the way That he was into it And you're like Oh
1: I'm not like that Right I just
0: spent some time Recently with a straight Friend in Berlin And the way he would Talk about women I was like, "Oh, he wants to fuck women," and I was like, "I don't, you know." Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's like the that's way it just goes, not right? Just me. the way yeah. he expressed it. I'm like, "Oh, we're different in that way. <laughs> that's interesting." Oh, we're different. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's
1: the best way to put it. Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> what did you get picked on for when you were a kid? My forehead. What's wrong with your my, forehead?
1: Thank you for saying that. Nothing's um, wrong with it. That's so kind of you. It's huge. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's Tyra
0: Banks has taught <laughs> us.
1: Thank you. Thank you, drawing thank you. a straight
0: line to Coyote Ugly. Yeah. That the, <laughs> the good
1: forehead is. Yeah. I was called Five Head. Yeah. Um, I was. Uh, it doesn't. My brother. It doesn't
0: seem ex- that big.
1: Well, thank you. And you've I, got I hair grew, coming I, over it. I grew into it a little bit. Right. Um. A little bit, but it's right. still pretty big. Um, and my when I was a when I was a, a, a kid, but my brother's big insult to me would be like, "Well, at least my hair doesn't start halfway back of my head." Right. And I just I was like, uh, I'm. A, I don't know why do I, I don't know how, I don't know how you would solve that. I, I was just like, well, i just I just have a big forehead, but I was definitely self conscious about it. Like when crazy. you see pictures of yourself and back stuff. Backward tack guy. Yeah, maybe that's um, why you're
0: a backwards hack guy. That's time. why i was backwards tack. I think it all really ties together. Yeah, it's, it all comes back to playing the saddles. It really does. I, I gosh, <laughs> man, I really <laughs> never thought of how much I really wanted to dance on a bar. Until yeah. this moment, you've, you've done just it. Don't know how much you need it. You don't know until you're up there.
1: I, I, I can ask when them the crowd for, would
0: cheer for you. Would you just? Was it like a high? Oh, it was amazing.
1: Yeah, but it's also a low when you when there is no crowd, but you have to do. And you it. have to do it anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how like, did people walk I remember when
0: style. that bar started? And I remember thinking, "Is WeHo going to go for this?" is it you know yeah. are, and what, what's what's the answer turns
1: out they did turns but, out they did or didn't they didn't but um Jackie just kind of changed up the way right. that uh Jackie and Chris they they yeah. they like lo- lowered the lights brought in the go go dance which is what the crowd wants but right. but it was so much fun I would, would like a little synchronization and some right? you know yeah. some pitch kicks Hell some yeah.
0: clogging yeah did you wear cowboy boots Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I went through three pairs, I think. Oh, that's because yeah. you're
0: dancing hard. Yeah, it's hard I dancing. was. Yeah,
1: I was into it. I was living the life.
0: That's awesome. Did you ever two-step? Did you ever go country dancing? Like at Oil Can Harry's? No, it's I've
1: really never fun. done. Really it. fun, is it? Yes. We didn't. We didn't. I think they do line dancing there now, but we yeah. didn't do line dancing when we were. When no. We were at the bar. You didn't. You didn't we didn't have to do, do line it. dancing. All right.
0: So uh, weather talk. Tell people how they can. Look at the photo series
1: and how they can get involved. So the photo series is at www.weathertalkfilm.com. Weathertalkfilm.com. Right, and it'll take you straight to uh, the photo series on Facebook. There's an Instagram and a Twitter. Um, The Instagram is great, probably the easiest way to just kind of keep up to date with it, uh, which is also weathertalkfilm um, is the handle. And then at some point we'll release a film. You're going <laughs> to put out a film at some point. Put out a film at That's some cool. point. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool, but you got the photo, series, but I got the photo is, series. I
0: think it's really powerful. I read through that it and I was really so
1: moved much. by it. Thank
0: one you. of them really knocked me out and I kind of had to take a little beat. I can't remember which one it was, but just a lot of um, people trying to connect. Yeah. And yeah. not always being able to connect or not always feeling yeah. that they could be themselves. Right. It's crazy. All right. Well, this has been really fun. Good Thank luck with everything. So Thank you so much. And, um, uh, I, I'm going to go dance on a bar <laughs> to celebrate. <laughs> I'll go see if they're hiring. Is, are they? Oh, yeah. There they are. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Thank you so much, Dennis. Thanks again to Brandon Shipkowski for the fun chat. Uh, check out Weather Talk on Facebook and also Instagram. Um, I actually posed for a picture after our interview and, uh, Brandon posted it on on the Facebook page for Weather Talk and included some of my thoughts about my own father which are there so you can check that out at Weather Talk on Facebook. So thanks for including me Brandon. All right, so this happened this time my little so this happened is more of a sort of an observation. Um like a lot of people in the podcast world I listen to S Town, uh the new NPR this American life uh podcast from the creators of Serial. And I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to talk about it, but the less you know about it, the better. But something I noticed about it is there was occasional profanity in it um, and they didn't bleep it or anything. They left it in. And I'm just noticing a lot of people that used to or outlets, media outlets that used to maybe bleep or, you know, put blanks or dashes. They're leading in, they're leaving in the profanity. And I think it's good uh, cause it's how people talk. I think, for example, with S-Town, if there had been a bunch of bleeps, it just would have kept you at a distance. And we all know what the words are. We've all heard them. Um, like I, I notice on FX now I'm watching Feud and they all throw in, you know, some, um, occasional swear words, but they always feel like that's what they would have said. And I was just reading an interview with, um, Kristen Gillibrand in New York Magazine and she's, uh democratic congressperson i'm not sure if she's a senator or i think she's a senator as opposed to uh house of representatives anyway you know a big uh up-and-comer democratic party and she's quoted the f word a few times in the article like just talking to a to a reporter about you know politics and the trump era and stuff like that and i i think it's good i think we can quit pretending that we don't know what these words are um i listened to uh, the Pod Save America guys, the John Favreau, uh, John Lovett, uh, Dan Pfeiffer, and um, the other one. Anyway, they're all like uh, Obama speechwriter guys, and they are now have their own uh, podcast empire called Crooked Media. And in, when they're talking about politics on these podcasts, they use profanity and talk like people talk. So anyway, I've just noticed it all at once in all these different quarters where I felt like you used to hear a lot of bleeps and dashes and those crazy characters that were supposed to, uh, symbolize swear words. I don't know. I don't think everyone should go around talking like truck drivers, but it's kind of good if you're an adult reading or listening to something about and by adults that, that people talk the way they talk. So anyway, shout out to profanity. That's how I'm bringing it home today. All right. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye. (laughs)